Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Wednesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all of the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, that free Odyssey app, and of course streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Whole lot to do, rock and rolling all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Jay Glazer, the NFL insider from Fox, is going to join us coming up in 20 minutes from now. And Jordy Nelson, former Packers and Raiders wide receiver, will stop by at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. All righty, uh, let's start the show today with Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are going nowhere this year. The Vikings need a change probably at the quarterback position moving forward. And you just wonder if the Vikings are going to trade Kirk Cousins during this season by the trade deadline. And also, I think the forgotten part about all of this, and Kirk Cousins was asked about this today, was would you waive your no trade clause? Because that's something I haven't really heard much nationally in the conversation about Kirk Cousins having a no trade clause in his contract. So he was asked about that today and he said he's only focused on the Chicago bears. I'm not expecting Kirk cousins to say, yeah, I'll welcome a trade away from the Minnesota Vikings because then it creates a lot of unnecessary drama and it creates a very messy situation. And Kirk cousins isn't someone that gets in a lot of messy situations. And he's really embraced being the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And he embraced the, the Minneapolis community as well. But it takes two to tango here where the Vikings have to fully say, we want to get rid of Kirk Cousins. And also, Kirk Cousins has to look at the potential trade destinations and say to himself, okay, that's a destination that I'm willing to go to. So I do think this is very complicated. I do believe there are many layers to this. And I don't think it is as simple as what people are making it out to be because I don't believe the destinations are that large, and I don't really think there's going to be enough teams that come calling for the one-year services uh, of the one-year service of Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings with his contract up at the end of the year. So I look at this, and I could throw four destinations out there, but let me preface it by saying I don't believe that Kirk Cousins is going to get traded from now until the end of 
of the uh, trade deadline, and I do believe he's going to remain in Minnesota. But with all that being said, you do have to think about it now a little bit extra with Justin Jefferson going to the injured list and being able uh, to and having to sit out the required four games. And this is something where originally I was against trading Kirk Cousins because you didn't know how Justin Jefferson was going to react to it. If Justin Jefferson is on the field and you don't have a quarterback, then you could really annoy Justin Jefferson. And if that's the case and Justin Jefferson then doesn't want to re-sign down the road with your football team as his contract's coming to a close and there was negotiations before the start of the year, you then get into a position where it's okay, you may be doing what's in the best interest of your organization, but then if you annoy Justin Jefferson and he's perturbed with your team and then he doesn't want to resign with you, we look at the Minnesota Vikings drastically different because there's not a lot of times where non-quarterbacks could really be the star of your team and non-quarterbacks can be the story of your team. Usually this is a league where it's just filled and marinated with quarterback talk, quarterback talk, quarterback talk. It's by far and away, it's not even close. The best player on the Minnesota Vikings, the face of the Minnesota Vikings right now is Justin Jefferson and one of the biggest names actually in the NFL. And there's not a lot of times where a non-quarterback could be that marketable and become that much of a superstar and become one of the faces of the league. Justin Jefferson, outside of quarterbacks, is one of the biggest faces in the NFL. So this opens up a window where there is a conversation here to be had, and I do believe Kwesi Adolfa Mensa, the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, now needs to think about this a little extra harder and a little extra differently where you look at, at, at what did transpire in the last two weeks. This injury to Justin Jefferson does change the conversation. And the first thing you have to ask Minnesota is what is the likelihood of you guys re-signing Kirk Cousins at the end of the season? Because they've not just regressed this year. This team is in the process of face-planting after starting off 13 wins in year one of this regime of Kevin O'Connell and also Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. And now, it, when you go through this year two and they're going to be bad, and then it's okay, you go into year three, do they have the patience of the Wolf family? Do they feel the pressure to quickly get back into the playoffs? Because if you're getting rid of Kirk Cousins at the end of the year, you're probably drafting a quarterback in the first round or you're in the trade market to go acquire the services of a big-name quarterback that could become available, for example, like a Kyler Murray. So I got to see what the thinking is here of the Minnesota Vikings. And I do think they went into this season not intending to bring Kirk Cousins back. But just because you don't intend to bring Kirk Cousins back, you need to find the right alternative. Because it's easy, right, for any Tom, Dick, and Harry on a talk show to just say, oh, move on from Kirk Cousins. But what's the plan to replace Kirk Cousins? Because Kirk Cousins... I don't want to say he gets a, a, a raw deal because he's not this clutch postseason quarterback. He's not this great quarterback, but he is stuck on that very, 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 very good kind of line when we look at a quarterback. Like Kirk is usually going to throw 35 touchdowns a year, 30 touchdowns a year, and his stats are going to be really good, but no one has the conviction with Kirk Cousins, that he's going to go on to ever be an elite quarterback in this league or someone that you're going to win a Super Bowl with. Like, if he was in San Francisco right now, easily could go win a Super Bowl. 
because if it's a it's a loaded roster. If he was in Philadelphia, easily could go win a Super Bowl. But in Minnesota, yeah, they have some weapons, right? You got Justin Jefferson. You're hoping Addison emerges to a star. You got rid of TJ Hawkinson. You got rid of Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison has not been a phenomenal back. They already traded for Cam Akers, and that defense the last few years has been absolutely horrendous. So I look at the Vikings. I think it makes it easier when you're not really close to move on from the quarterback, but the quarterback does cover up a lot of deficiencies that they do have in the organization. So I wonder if he gets to the open market this year, how robust the the services are going to be for Kirk Cousins. And there's going to be teams that come calling because you know you can make the playoffs with Kirk Cousins, but if you're looking to bring in a quarterback to win you a Super Bowl, that's probably not the quarterback that you bring in. So with that being said, as we go back and forth here, will it happen? Should it happen? I think it should happen, a trade for Kirk Cousins, but I don't think it will happen. And there is a good chance that Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings next year. But if if a trade were to go down, I'll throw four destinations that are just talking points. One is obviously the New York Jets. I think the Jets, their fans, it's almost as if they don't want to accept that happened this year and what transpired this year because it was so positive. And the Jet fan, for the first time in forever, actually had a reason to look forward to a season where not only were the Jets doing something big in the offseason, but it was taken to a level where there was legitimate Super Bowl hopes and Super Bowl aspirations for this team this year. And when Aaron Rodgers, four plays into the season, has the Achilles injury, you're almost at a point where you thought this was going to be such a great year, and now you know it isn't going to be, but because you barely were able to see any of the team actually play with Rodgers as the quarterback, you almost feel as if you were in a dream and you were in a nightmare, and you didn't wake up yet, and eventually you wake up and everything's going to be fine. But that's not going to happen for the Jets until next year when Aaron Rodgers comes back, and now you're trying to find someone that could still guide you to the playoffs. And I don't believe Zach Wilson is going to guide you to the playoffs. I know people now are finally starting to talk positively about Zach Wilson with his efforts the last two weeks up against Denver, up against Kansas City. I don't think... That is the norm. I don't think that's going to be something that you could continue to see through the rest of the season where he could get better. But even if he does get better, that's not going to take you to the playoffs. And the Jets do have a talented roster with guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and the bevy of names that they have on the defensive side of the ball with Quinnen and Quincy Williams and Sauce Gardner as well. But the Jets could look at Kirk Cousins and say, if we get Kirk Cousins, you know, maybe that is the missing piece in the interim, and you don't have to commit to him long-term because Roger's coming back and he's in the final year of his contract where you could commit to him for the rest of the season and he could take you to the playoffs and you could develop some positive momentum with the youngsters on this team before number eight, the great Aaron Rodgers, comes back and saves the day hopefully next year. So Kirk Cousins, I could see it from both ways, where the Jets would be interested, even though they publicly will not make that um, interest apparent. But then if you're Kirk Cousins, why wouldn't you be interested in the Jets? Right now, you have no shot of going to the playoffs this year in Minnesota. At least you would have a fighter's chance if this happens sooner rather than later if you go to the uh, Big Apple and be a part of the JTS Jets, Jets, Jets. One other destination that I think is attractive, and, I, and let me be clear, I don't think this team would do it, 
But the Atlanta Falcons would be attractive for Kirk Cousins. Because you look at the Falcons, they are loaded with talent. With Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, Drake London. They got to find a way to use Kyle Pitts better. And I think Kyle Pitts could still be a productive player in this league. The defense have made strides early on in year number one with the new defensive coordinator. And I do believe that this is going to be the seesaw back and forth of uncertainty here with Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati that took the Bearcats to the college football playoff. Because first two weeks of the season, people were giving thumbs up to the Atlanta Falcons quarterback and Desmond Ritter. Then weeks three and four, people were saying he's not the guy. And then he did bounce back to his credit in week five. I believe Arthur Smith believes in Desmond Ritter for this season. And I don't think they're going to make a move and they're going to give him this season. But if I was Kirk Cousins, I would say, hey, that's a destination that I would be inclined to accept a trade away by no trade clause for. The other two, I don't think he would want to go there. And I don't think either of these teams would show interest. But what about the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans? Because you look at the Patriots, there's no hope with Mac Jones. Now, that offensive line stinks. They have no wide receivers. But does Bill look at it? I can get a quarterback in here that's good and could try to go win some games this year to save the perception about me that is brewing since the, uh, Tom Brady has left the organization. And maybe Bill is looking for a quick fix, but if I'm Kirk, I'd rather stay in Minnesota because there's no offensive line in New England. He's not a mobile quarterback, and they have no weapons to throw the football to. Like, Addison would be a better weapon, the rookie wide receiver, than any weapon the Patriots have on the offensive side of the ball. And then Tennessee, I think it's intriguing. I don't know if Tennessee would do it. It's a clear upgrade from Ryan Tannehill. And you do have Derrick Henry still there. And DeAndre Hopkins is your wide receiver. I just don't expect Tennessee to pounce on Kirk Cousins because they've been this loyal to Ryan Tannehill for so long. I do think they see through the end of the season with Ryan Tannehill. And then they eventually usher in that new era if they do in fact go to one of these youngsters that they did draft the last two years. Malik Willis later on in the draft, and they did take a second-round pick and use the second-round pick on Will Levis this past April when the draft was in Kansas City. So let me just circle back to this. I do believe the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins. I don't believe they will. I I, I would be wondering what teams he'd be willing to trade as no trade clause, a wave as no trade clause to. I think the Jets would be attractive for him. I think the Falcons would be attractive for him. And I do believe if it was... If I had to lean yes or no on Tennessee, I do think he would say yes to Tennessee, but the Patriots, absolutely not. All righty, let's take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Do you think Kirk Cousins will get traded from now until the deadline, and who are some teams that could potentially show interest and you would waive your no-trade clause to if you were Kirk Cousins and a team needed a quarterback? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take a break. When we come on back, Longtime Fox Sports NFL insider Jay Glazer will join us in studio, off and running on a very busy uh, Wednesday. It is the Zach Gelb Show right here, but where else? CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Jay Glazer going to join us coming up uh, somewhere in the 4 p.m. Eastern time hour. I had to move him back a little bit. But let's spend a few moments here talking about the Cowboys. We open up the show uh, discussing if the Vikings are going to trade Kirk Cousins. I think they should trade Kirk Cousins, but ultimately I do not believe that a deal will come to fruition from now until the trade deadline, even if there is some merit to it, especially with Justin Jefferson going down now for four weeks and uh, also uh, Kirk Cousins on his final year of his contract with the Minnesota Vikings. But in the last 48 hours or so, ever since the Cowboys did lose to the 49ers. And it's it's not even right to just say that they lost to the 49ers. They got blown out by the San Francisco 49ers. That was a massacre in Santa Clara where the Cowboys showed that they didn't even belong in the same field up against the, the, Dallas, uh, up against the San Francisco 49ers. There's been a lot of former players that have ties to the Niners, that don't have ties to the Niners, that have come out. And they've talked about the Dallas Cowboys quarterback in Dak Prescott. And if you listen to the show, you may say, Zach, you're pretty critical of Dak Prescott. I'm actually not. I think I'm just realistic. I'm not rude when I'm speaking about Dak Prescott. I have never said Dak Prescott is a bad quarterback. I've never said Dak Prescott is ass. I've never said he is terrible. My stance on Dak Prescott has always been this. Dak is a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. And I think a lot of times when people hear that, they go, oh, Gelb's dissing Dak Prescott. No. Some people are just good. Not everyone is great. And that drives me bonkers in sports where someone has a few good seasons and all of a sudden we say, put him in the Hall of Fame. Like, for example, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's had a really good career. Matthew Stafford has won a Super Bowl. But just because you win one Super Bowl doesn't mean you get elevated and enshrined in Canton, Ohio. And I've always said about Matthew Stafford, you could start to build the case for him to become a Hall of Famer after he won that one Super Bowl. But he has to go on to have two to three or maybe even four, like two to four other really special seasons for me to even contemplate putting him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And there is a difference between really good players and great players. It's not the hall of very good. It's the hall of fame. And Matthew Stafford's only made one Pro Bowl. You know, I look at Dak Prescott very similarly 
where there are times where there's some individual moments of greatness, some times where you go, okay, I finally see this picture starting to come together, but it never lasts to a level of greatness where week in and week out, you know that number four is a great quarterback. So that drives people crazy, but I think it's just the right way of looking at it is that there's different levels of life. Like there's bad players, there's mediocre average players, there's good players, and there's great players. But just because you're a good player and you may have some great moments does not mean you're an elite player in the league. And Dak Prescott is not an elite player in the league. So there's a way to be critical about Dak Prescott. But if your analysis is that Dak Prescott is a terrible quarterback, Dak Prescott is garbage, Dak Prescott is awful, like, what are you watching? Because there are some teams, believe it or not, that would want Dak Prescott as their quarterback compared to the actual crap that they have. And I know Rodney Harrison last week caught a lot of heat for saying that Zach Wilson's a garbage QB. He's not wrong. There are some quarterbacks, even though it's maybe harsh analysis or tough criticism, that are bad football players. Zach Wilson, so far in his career, has been a bad football player. But when you hear guys like Dante Whitner and LaShawn McCoy rip Dak Prescott, there's a way to rip Dak Prescott. So let's listen up. This is Dante Whitner. This is on NBC Sports Bay Area after the game where the 49ers just destroyed the Cowboys. Dak Prescott sucks. Oh, my God. Period. Right? They talk so much about Dak Prescott being a top-tier quarterback, franchise guy. I don't see it. I see them trying to cover up for what he lacks. A lot of quick throws, cutting half of the field off and giving him easy throws. Other than that, he's not a quarterback that can drop back and really take advantage of a defense and, and, and carve it up. And today we've seen it. The 49ers defense made him look like a tier four quarterback. So there's a difference in saying, as he said towards the back end of his answer, I don't believe Dak Prescott's a franchise quarterback. I don't believe Dak Prescott is a top tier quarterback. But just because you are in a top-tier quarterback or you are in a franchise quarterback doesn't mean you suck. Like, I said this going into the season. I think Dak Prescott is anywhere from 10 as the apex to 15 in the league. He is in that 10 to 15 league rank of where we rank quarterbacks. Think about this. If you are ranked, and let's just say the number is 13. If you're ranked the 13th quarterback on the planet, the 13th quarterback in the NFL, does that mean you suck? No, it doesn't mean you suck. Now, it doesn't mean that you're great. It doesn't mean that I need to believe in you. It doesn't mean that it's, right, you're, you're unspeakable as a player and, like, what you do on the field is just jaw-dropping. But when you're, like, 13th or, or 12, there's going to be some good things you do. And then there's going to be things that people want to see from you and they're going to want more from you because you haven't displayed that in your career yet. Now, I also think the market that Dante Whitner was talking to does play a factor. That's on a local post-game show after the game, NBC Sports Bay Area. So if I'm a 49ers fan, and right, the 49ers, Cowboys gets ugly, Eagles, 49ers, it gets ugly. I'm sitting back there. Because going into the year, that, that was the like the real three contenders in the NFC. And if I'm a Niners fan, I'm like, yeah, Dante Whitner, I love this guy. He basically said we embarrassed Dak Prescott and the guy sucks. Yeah, I love Dante Whitner. 
So on a local post-game show, that flies. And I can maybe understand why he would be a little harsher on Dak Prescott. But I don't believe his analysis is fair when you say that Dak Prescott sucks. So I do think there's a difference from, from local to national. Because local, you're really speaking to the fans. And you know who you're speaking to. And you know the one target audience, the 49er fan, that is tuning in for your show. Now, with the era of social media, not anything is just local now. It blows up into a national deal, especially when you have a pretty damn good former football player saying that the quarterback of America's team, quote-unquote, sucks. Now, let's get to LaShawn McCoy. And you got to remember LaShawn McCoy's background. He's an eagle. LaShawn McCoy is not a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. But he's doing a national show on FS1, which, what is this? That What's the name of that show again, Samter? Speak for, for Yourself? It is Speak for Yourself? That shows, you want to talk about shows, I think that's a garbage show. <laughs> if, if, if you want to say, right, LaShawn McCoy, Dak Prescott's ass, I think that show's ass. I don't believe anyone on that show actually believes what they're saying, and it's just screaming, and it's just hot takes. It is really insufferable. But LaShawn McCoy's entitled to his opinion. LaShawn McCoy was a great football player, and you would think he would knows, uh, knows what he's talking about. But let's listen up to LaShawn McCoy's analysis as he rips Dak Prescott. Dak was what to the 49ers? It's only right I say it again. Ass. <laughs> the truth is, he's not that good. Pick. Pick. Pop, 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 pick. You can't win like that. It should have been three picks. You can't win with a guy like that. So I'm in the middle on that analysis. If you're just going to say Dak Prescott is ass, I don't agree with that. If you're going to say that his performance in the game was ass, that's different. Now you can, and I think LaShawn McCoy has a legitimate gripe there in terms of you can't win with Dak Prescott. It's how you define winning. I don't think you win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. But let's not make Dak Prescott out to be as if he's this horrible, brutal quarterback and he's just a joke on a football field. The guy is a top 15 quarterback in the league. Now, he gets paid a lot of money. He gets paid $40 million a year. He should be playing better considering what his contract is. But that's my only point of contention with Dante Whitner and LaShawn McCoy as well. There are things to criticize Dak Prescott about. I do it all the time. And I enjoy criticizing the drama Dallas choking Cowboys. I enjoy seeing how it's played out for them the last three years. But with all that being said, I think we have to be particular about the words that we use because they're painting a picture, Dante Whitner and LaShawn McCoy, as if Dak Prescott is this quarterback that's like Nathan Peterman, let's just say. And he's the farthest thing from Nathan Peterman. He is in that range of 10 to 15 when it comes to quarterbacks in this league. He's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. It does not mean that this guy sucks. It does not mean that he's ass, as LaShawn McCoy would say. There, there is. That's going to crack me up every time you play that, Stu. There is a way to be critical of Dak, but I think some of the criticism has gone too far. How would you classify Dak Prescott as a quarterback in the NFL? I would say good, not great. I would not say ass. I would not say that he sucks as an NFL QB. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. We'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. When we return, 
There's a lot of speculation about maybe Bill Belichick's time is up in New England. Who would potentially replace him? And then what would the next chapter look like for the hoodie Bill Belichick? I have a few teams that could be interested in the services of Bill Belichick if he does become available this offseason. Update time first, though. Here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb show, Coast to Coast on CBS Sports Radio. So I was reading this report today in The Athletic that anyone thinking that Bill Belichick wouldn't get fired by Robert Kraft or Robert Kraft wouldn't have it in him to fire Bill Belichick is wrong. So that was a report that was in The Athletic today uh, when discussing the future of the New England Patriots. So two ways this conversation goes. I do not believe that the Patriots are going to fire Bill Belichick after this season. The only way that I think he gets fired is if Robert Kraft says you need to do X, Y, and Z, and Bill Belichick basically tells him to take a hike, and he's not going to listen uh, to uh, Robert Kraft, and he's going to operate the organization the way that he wants to operate the organization. So I guess there is a chance that he could get fired if he does not want to listen to Robert Kraft because the last two years – when he still had carte blanche in the organization, it has not worked out well uh, these last two seasons coming off a playoff berth after Mac Jones' rookie season. So I think there's a minuscule chance he gets fired, but the overwhelming majority of me does believe that Bill Belichick is going to be back next year for a make-or-break season with the New England Patriots. But if Robert Kraft got annoyed at Bill Belichick and said, okay, I just don't believe you're the right guy for the job anymore... Who would the Patriots bring in to replace Bill Belichick? And I do believe that would be an attractive job, even though they don't have much to work with, because of the fact it's the Patriots, because of the fact it's one of the biggest brands in the NFL and the world with what happened over the last 20 years with the popularity of football just only increasing, increasing, and increasing, becoming the sport in America. That's going to be 
an extremely attractive job because Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft have the utmost respect in NFL circles. And you know that would be an opportunity for Robert Kraft to show that he was a big part of that dynasty where really all we talk about is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. There was a third area in that, and that's the guy that was owning the football team in Robert Kraft who grew up as a fan of the Patriots, would go to games, would see the uh, abysmal product that they would put out on the field, and then once he got ownership of the team, they just skyrocketed and went on to have a level of success that the New England Patriots have never seen, and quite frankly, no other team in the history of the NFL has seen. We've had other dynasties, but not to the level of the Patriots where they've won six Super Bowls just in one era. Like, you look at the Steelers. We know how many Super Bowls the Steelers have won, but they've won Super Bowls over multiple eras where for the Patriots, when they were winning Super Bowls, it was attached with three names, Kraft, Belichick, and Brady. So I could see a very motivated Robert Kraft to try to take control of the conversation and saying, hey, I won with Bill, I won with Brady, and I could win without Bill and without Tom Brady as well. And also, eventually, his son is going to become the main point person of the team with how up in age Robert Kraft is getting. And I, it's kind of tough to predict who's going to be available because part of me says, yeah, it's a very attractive job. The other is, can maybe some people say, you don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the guy um, in that conversation. But one name that I gravitate towards right away is someone that's currently employed by a team. I know he signed a contract extension for years to come. It's always ambiguous with contract extensions. And that was back in February of 2022. But it's actually a former Patriot. And I don't think you need a former Patriot to replace Bill Belichick. But one of the better coaches in the league, a guy that has won with less and not always the most talented roster, is Mike Vrabel. And there could be some incentive for Vrabel to replace Belichick because Belichick, he did trade Matt Castle and Mike Vrabel to Kansas City, and it felt like Vrabel wasn't a necessity in that deal for it to go down. So not that Mike Vrabel hates Bill Belichick, but there could be a little added motivation. Oh, let me come into New England and let me go be the guy that brings a Super Bowl back there in the post-Tom Brady era. Now, you have to ask yourself, would you be willing to give up draft capital for Mike Vrabel? Remember, there was a time where Bill Belichick was not talked about the way that he is talked now, and you did have Robert Kraft give up draft capital to the Jets, a first-round pick, to go get Mike Vrabel. Now, I don't, I don't, I'm not giving up this year's first round pick because it's going to be a top five, top 10 pick to go get Mike Vrabel. But is there another pick that could be given to go acquire Mike Vrabel as a head football coach in a trade? Yeah, I'm sure there's a way if Vrabel says to Tennessee, I want out, I want to be dealt, that there's a way that the new general manager, Rand Carthron, and uh, also Robert Kraft and, you know, whoever's running the organization, because if Belichick leaves, you got to hire a GM because Bill does the GM and the coaching duties. I'm sure there's a way where you could make a deal work, but you don't know if that's a job that really appeases one uh, one Mike Vrabel. Maybe Mike Vrabel is happy where he is now because it was last year where he won that power play with their old general manager, and they brought in a new guy this year. So the one name that I thought of was Mike Vrabel. You could get into the Jim Harbaugh's of the world as well if he's going to leave Michigan, but it's kind of difficult when you don't have much there and even though your job would still be viewed as attractive because you do have Robert Kraft running the show, 
on who the name would be to replace Belichick. And I still think we're really a year away, even though that's a conversation that exists right now, but a conversation that is actually realistic in terms of the Patriots trying to replace Bill Belichick as their head football coach and as their GM. And I know people are going to say, well, maybe Kraft goes to him at the end of the season and says, Bill, it's time to bring in a proper GM and you just focus on the coaching. I don't think Belichick would listen to that. I don't think Belichick would agree to that. And then it comes down to if you're Kraft, if he's not willing to do your suggestion after two years ago, everyone knew that bringing in Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to run the offense was nonsense. And then it's okay you bring in a legit offensive coordinator, but no talent. How many strikes are you going to keep on giving this guy, even though he's one of the more decorated head coaches in the history of the NFL? So the other part of this is, and I don't know if Belichick wants a split, if Belichick wants a divorce. There's been reports throughout the years, right? Miami was maybe a place of interest, but Mike McDaniel's not going anywhere anytime soon. There's been some talk in the past about if he were to leave New England, maybe he would go to the New York football giants, an organization that he won two Super Bowls with and has an abundance of respect for the Mara family. But if Belichick wants to leave or if Kraft says, Bill, thank you, we love you, you'll be celebrated forever, but you're not the right football coach for this team anymore, you know Bill Belichick's still going to want to coach again. I don't think Belichick goes out this way, even if he gets fired from New England. And for Belichick, you're not that far away from the Don Shula wins record. So I thought of four teams potentially. and, And one of these teams... And maybe two of these teams, it could be tough to see. But four teams did come to mind. And I think three of them, it's it's kind of realistic. Two of them are definitely realistic that they'll be open this year. One is a maybe, and the other I would be surprised by. So let's get to the two teams that will definitely be open this year, in my opinion. And that's the Washington Commanders and the Los Angeles Chargers. If you're Bill, and that's still really big for you, to be the the general manager and also the head coach of a football team and do everything your way or the highway. Well, the commanders are that perfect organization, even though the commanders haven't won in a long time, but you have a new owner in Josh Harris. You have Daniel Snyder out, and you know Josh Harris is going to try to bring in a big name to go coach his football team next year because the game has passed Ron Rivera by. If you could go get Bill Belichick, there's not many names bigger than that. And if Bill wants to be the GM, you let him be the GM and also be the head coach of the football team. And there are some good pieces there uh, in Landover, Maryland, where that defense, right, you'd think Bill would be able to walk in and be able to fix that defense with the bevy of names that they have on the defensive side of the ball. And ultimately, it comes down to, do you have the right quarterback? And I don't know if Sam Howell's the wrong quarterback. I can't say he's the right quarterback yet, but there is talent on that team with Terry McLaurin, who's one of the better wide receivers in the league. You have Jahan Dotson, as well, and I'm personally a fan of Brian Robinson Jr. So I could see the commanders potentially being a fit if Bill Belichick is in his final season in New England. And the Chargers, that would probably be the most attractive team if I'm Belichick. Because Staley, I would hope, loses his his job at the end of this year. And that's not me like saying, oh yeah, Brandon Staley, I would be throwing a, a fiesta if he does get fired. But the Chargers are a team that they continue to disappoint. And the Chargers have so much talent on offense and defense. Staley's just, maybe one day he could become a good head coach, but it's all about timing. And you take the opportunity when you could get it. I remember talking about Brandon Staley a year before he actually got a head coaching job because I was impressed with his story and his background and his upbringing and what he was able to do quickly 
with the Rams as their defensive coordinator. But you look at Brandon Staley as a head coach, and sometimes guys are just better off being a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. When they get that position of power, they just don't do a great job managing the team. And Staley's a player's coach. I do think the players like him, but he's too analytical. And he can't escape the the downfall of analytics where you want the information, you want the numbers, but then you also have to be able to have a feel of the game and not live and die whatever the numbers do suggest and whatever the numbers do say because I'm not against analytics, but these decisions are just not common sense uh, decisions that Brandon Staley makes. And ironically, they ended up getting two wins in those controversial decisions, but it wasn't because... Oh, Staley made the right decision and the and and it worked and they got the first down. It was because Kirk Cousins threw a pick and Aiden O'Connell threw a pick as well when he stupidly did go for it. Brandon Staley fourth and one back to back weeks backed up inside his own thirty five yard line when he was up by four and seven points in the game as the clock was ticking down in the fourth quarter. But if you're Bill, here's why the Chargers would be attractive because you're not just joining another team just to join another team. You're trying to prove that you could win without Tom Brady. And I think some of that conversation gets stupid at times and we give too much praise to Brady or there have been years where you give too much praise to Bill. I've always said, if you had to make me pick one or the other, I would pick Tom Brady because players win championships, but that doesn't diminish what Belichick did. There were some years where they won because of Bill Moore. There were some years where they won because of Brady Moore. But if you're Belichick and you fall into the trap of what people are saying about you, that, oh, it was all... Tom Brady in New England, you want to go to a place where you have a leg up. And he would have a leg up with Justin Herbert, with Keenan Allen, with Mike Williams, with Quinton Johnston, who they drafted at TCU, if Austin Eckler is still there, with Bosa and Derwin James, and just the names that they have on the defensive side of the ball, Khalil Mack as well. Heck, we've seen the Patriots before in the past beat the Chargers when the Chargers have had superior talent compared to the Pats in a lot of other positions outside of the quarterback, the Chargers would be a destination where they're the right coach away from really becoming a contender in the NFL. And I do think Bill would be really good for that organization. But is the Spanos family going to spend the money? And that's what it comes down to. And are they going to eat the money that it, that it takes to get rid of Staley and then also go pay Bill Belichick the lucrative salary that he is going to demand? And the final two, I'll throw out the Giants. And I don't know how realistic it is because Dayball won coach of the year last year. And now this is trending in the wrong direction. Joe Shane is the GM who's very close with Brian Dayball going back to their time together um, through the Brandon Bean connection with the, uh, with the Buffalo Bills when they were in that organization working together. If McDermott has another playoff blunder and, and you think that it's time to bring in a new coach, could we imagine Bill Belichick where he has just dominated the Bills and Bills fans can't stand him? If he goes to Buffalo and he's the last piece, the missing piece to get the Bills over the hump to go win a championship. This is almost when people were throwing out Tom Brady going to the Dolphins as a Patriot fan. It just doesn't feel right in the AFC East ever seeing right Brady potentially play for the Dolphins or Belichick roaming the sidelines at Orchard Park. And I think for Bills fans, that would be tough. I think for Patriot fans, that would be tough. But if the Bills get Bill Belichick, and you end up winning, uh, you've gone from 20 years of cursing out Bill to then you'll ever genuflect forever uh, to Bill Belichick if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills. And then finally, it's the uh, 
um, you know, uh, it's the Giants. Sorry, I, I, I started with the Giants, and then I started talking about the Bills, and then I combined both together. But the uh, Giants are another team where if they do move on from Brian Dayball, then, you know, you know Bill would be interested just because of the respect that he has for that organization. So those are four early destinations. I think the Commanders and Chargers will definitely be open. The Bills, I, I, I don't know if they will be open because of how much Bean and McDermott get along and the Bills look like they'll be a good team. And then the Giants, it's do you want to throw yourself into this kind of a hopper again where for the last 10 years or so ever since getting rid of Coughlin, it seems like every two years the Giants are looking for a new coach. And I do think Dayball's a good coach, but it just shows you you can only go so far in the NFL if you don't have the talent. And last year, right, had a great year in year one with not a lot of talent. They don't have the talent. And then teams do end up catching up and adjusting and adapting to what you do best if you just have deficiencies on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball with the lack of talent that the Giants do currently possess in the NFL. Okay, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up in the next hour, Jay Glazer will join us. We'll do a little news brief as well. And we'll also talk about the three rookie quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL right now. One uh, going to be out for a while and Anthony Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts. So a whole lot more football cooking for the next two hours. Hour number one in the books. We're coming on back. It is the Zach Gelb Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 